0: 8.18. Most of us have probably done it, ignored warnings to keep the volume down when listening to something on our phones via earbuds. Perhaps we should take the issue more seriously, including or especially younger people. In fact, one out of five teenagers suffer from hearing impairment, according to a recent study released by Seoul National University Hospital. From where we now have on the line, Professor Oh Sung Ha. Uh, Good morning to you. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you. Thank you for calling me.
0: So what does it really mean to have noise-induced hearing impairment? What, what would be the, the causes and symptoms there?
1: Yeah, uh, we can't avoid noise totally while we are living in a modern society. However, however the above the certain level of noise, it can damage our hair cell in our ear. And then the hair cell, our ear, hearing cell is not regenerating, which means that if they die, if they die there will be no replacement at all. And then also the noise... Is consists with the two combination like the two factors: level of noise and duration of noise. If you have a higher level of noise, even a small duration of exposure can damage your hair cells, and also the accumulation of noise level can impact the, your ear for uh, for a permanent way. And then also the first symptom that you can expose to the noise is might be the ear ringing, like a hissing sound that if you hear in your ear, it might be a possible your Damage of your ear, or because of the, uh, I mean, a higher level of noise. So that's the noise-induced hearing loss, which is which uh, like uh, starts from the higher frequencies, like a uh, four kilohertz of our hearings.
0: It's very worrying to to hear that that you can't regenerate your hearing cells. You that should. this damage <laughs> is uh, permanent, effectively. But you carried out a survey on around three thousand middle and high school students at one hundred and ten uh-huh. schools. Uh-huh. Can you tell us a bit more about the findings?
1: Yeah, in this study, uh, which happened about um, two years ago, we investigated prevalence of hearing loss in an association between the hearing loss and the noise-related factors, which include the specific level of laser noise exposure in the adolescent, and then as well as a separated academic achievement in adolescent in South Korea. So uh, according to our study, there are about more than 15%, almost 17% of Korean adolescents exposed at least a slight hearing loss. And the exact prevalence of rate of the I mean, uh, speech frequency or high frequency noise in a poor year of adolescent students is around 10 to 11%, which is very high, which is very I mean, uh, similar to the other countries as well. And the use of a local, you know, like air, local ear network, which means land LAN gaming center, gamebang, and exposure of the being asked by others, experience of being asked by others to lower earphone level, were associated with both hearing level, hearing losses. And additionally, the hearing loss in the polar ear are associated with the lower academic performances as well. So those are the findings that we have found.
0: Well, wow. so there are other p- knock-on effects as well. H- how long were students typically spending with their earphones well, or headphones we, in?
1: We, yeah, we didn't actually measure the wearing time, but uh, I think almost 90% of students have experience of their personal, like, uh, leisure devices, like uh, headphones and then others, and and half of them use more than four years in accumulations. As I mentioned, the duration of levels uh, accumulation, accumulative. So, w- even with the smaller level of noise, if you expose a longer time of the uh, like uh, noise for every day, it might can damage. It can damage your ear.
0: So yeah, and I guess intuitively we can probably see how wireless earbuds are just encouraging uh, all of us to keep these devices in even longer because frankly it is a pain to be connected to a wired device for long periods of time especially if you're trying to do other things but Mm -hmm. I'm coming on to teenagers especially is there a reason why they are vulnerable is it something that they're physically vulnerable to because they're developing or is it more to do with the fact that they're they're more likely to listen to loud music for example
1: yeah yeah actually that's correct uh, but first of all, I, I would like to say that uh, in uh, adolescent ages, you uh, know, throughout our life, our hearing is the most, you I mean, I uh, know, I, mean, uh, I, I think it's the, the most sensitive at the adolescent level. So your hearing, I mean, our hearing in adolescent ages is the best, in our through life. And then our hearing will decline as time goes by, as we all as we get old, so you have to keep your hearing as much as healthy while you are in a young state young ages, and also you mentioned that um different from the uh, like uh, occupational noise teenage noise is, is a leisure. they accept the noise as a pleasure, so they tend to like uh, tend to enjoy the leisure and enjoy the noise, and then those kind of habits continue throughout their life, so it keeps damaging your ears. So you have to have the good habit to avoid loud noise since you're young. So that's why it's important in teenagers.
0: And when we think of other complications you mentioned before, academic performance can be negatively affected. Are, are you particularly worried about the, the the complications and the and the knock-on effects of suffering from hearing impairments?
1: Yeah, uh, actually, uh, even there is no symptom at all, like the early stage of noise noise induced hearing loss it can be accumulative. So that's the remote effect on their later life. So they can have the uh, noise industry hearing loss or whatever hearing loss while they become middle ages. So that's the first thing. If they already have the symptomatic noise, I meaning uh, hearing losses is a symptomatic hearing loss, uh, hearing loss is, uh, usually the consequences of hearing loss is a social isolation or depression. So they cannot mingle with the conversation with their peer groups they easily can be isolated. So that's one of the consequences that we we'll worry about if they have a severe hearing losses. So in that case, we strongly recommend a hearing aid as an assistant
0: device. A hearing aid. Okay, so cause I was going to ask you, if you send out these warnings but people still don't listen, what are the options? Is, is hearing aid really the only option to, to help someone who's lost some of their hearing?
1: If it already happens, and then if there is no way to treat, and then you have to have the assistant device. There is no cures. Yeah, so that's the only answers. But we are empathizing before that stage. We are empathizing to prevent them. So you have to have the habits to low, you know, keep lowering your you know, like, uh, sound levels and then uh, avoid your noise exposures. So that's the prevention. The only way is the prevention that I want to empathize
0: but even for adults we we commute to work many of us on the subway that's uh, quite loud actually you get exposed yeah. to around 90 decibels is that enough to yeah. cause problems
1: well according to the uh, the studies if you're exposed to the 90 decibel for 8 hours that's the definite damage 95 decibel 4 hours so yes you're right in in subway uh, 90 decibel or even and then if you wanted to hear the sound like a earphones in a, in a uh, in a subway, you might end up to hear more than ninety decibel. so yeah that's you have to avoid well I'll, I'll recommend to noise cancelling earphone if you really wanted to hear in a noise conditions that's another device. but before that, you have to lower like in you know, a half injury or whatever anyway, they lower the level of sound because so that that that's the only we can do
0: so. Do, do we need do to, have
1: to keep in mind?
0: Yeah. Do sorry. Do we need to be also aware of other effects? I mean, because adults might think, well, I, you know, they don't mind too much. They want to enjoy whatever they're trying to listen to. But there's even a connection to Alzheimer's disease, isn't there?
1: Connection. I'm sorry. To to, to
0: Alzheimer's disease.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is there a connection between hearing loss and dementia? Uh,
1: Alzheimer's. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. That, that is a recent study. Uh, uh, actually, a uh, recent epi- epidemiologic st- study demonstrate that hearing loss is an independent factor to the uh, ex- accelerating Alzheimer's disease. And then among the factors to cause Alzheimer's disease, hearing uh, loss you know, it covers about 90%, uh, 9% which is the most common. So uh, hearing care can delay the progress of cognitive declines so that was epidemiological study. So for the others, not only in in in, in teenagers, for the others also the hearing care, hearing care is very important to avoid the cogn- cognitive declines.
0: There are so many international days to help us be aware, and we kind of get lost among them all. But we we saw World Hearing Day on the third of, of this month. Yes. Is that a really important occasion for for you in your line of work?
1: Yeah, actually. Uh, we traditionally has the uh, uh, September 9th as a hearing day in Korea. But, you know, worldwide, actually international ways, uh, the March 3rd is a hearing, or the hearing day. It's it just simply like a three, and number three is uh, similar to our ear, I think Pro- I believe that.
0: Professor, oh, uh, we'll have to do it all over again in September, then raise awareness. Thank you very much for joining us.
1: Uh, okay, thank you for having me here.
0: This morning continues next.